this is another episode of More Later. It's uh, it's the episode for Thursday, April 9th. I usually don't reference the episode number or the date or anything, but I think I told you the other day I uploaded the wrong episode first. So, so uh, how did that happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean... When I uploaded it, because we, we talked at the end of the last episode about we didn't know how long how long we were, if it was like over an hour or not. And I, I uploaded it. And then like the next day I looked to be sure that it was uploaded. And it said it was like uh, an hour and six minutes. Right. And I thought, oh, that's like, it's a good thing we did that last thing because we, we almost didn't hit an hour. Like we weren't. And then... Um, then I went through and I didn't, I listened to our recording of it, but I didn't listen to it like online, like through, um, through Stitcher or iTunes or anything. And I just, I didn't, didn't listen to the whole thing. I just kind of like fast forwarded just to be sure that like I edited it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was at like a minute five and we were still talking about a lot of stuff. And I was like, there's no way this is going to come in at a minute or an hour six. Like, what are, what's going on here? And I fast forwarded it and I saw it was an hour 13. Mm-hmm. And I went back to iTunes and I was like, oh no, that says an hour six. So then I played it on, on Stitcher and it was the episode, the previous episode. I had uploaded it a second time. Mm-hmm. So if you tried to listen to the last episode and it sounded familiar, I'm sorry. But go back and listen to it. It's the actual last episode now. Um, Did people um, listen to it? Like six people listened to it before I right. caught it. I mean, I caught it like really early in the day. So, you know, a lot more people have listened to it since then. And hopefully those six that thought that they were hearing the same thing again went back right. and listened. But, they were the the eager fans. Yeah, yeah, they were. Thank you. The, yeah. Well, I'm always shocked when I wake up because we post these things in the middle of the night. Right. But every time I wake up in the morning, there's like a lot of six was like a super small number. I mean, it's usually more than that. They listen to it by the time I'm up and I'm up early. So I always wonder who those people are. But anyway, thanks for listening. And there's a. Uh, the right episode is there now and we'll try to not make that mistake again. Although it wasn't the first time that I've made that mistake. So anyway, we're not getting paid for this. We're not professionals. Give us a break. Right. We're amateurs. I'm happy we can even figure out how to record it and upload it. So <laughs> that's good enough for me. Um, so when I was, I, I, I have to, Brian and I record this and I have to like send him an, an email invite to invite him to the recording. And when I typed your email, it occurred to me that you've had that email for a long time. I have, I have, um, I'm pretty sure I might've had this email since 2000. Oh my gosh. And the email that I had before was, was um your from your AOL actually? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, 
but I can't remember what it was. It might have been like IMF seventy eight or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that sounds familiar. Um, but it just it just strikes me as interesting. Like I I made the decision when I started working at my job to use that for my personal email and my work email, mm -hmm. which was a bad decision because. <laughs> I just get like tons of non-work emails to my work email address and I don't pay attention to like what old Navy is sending me or like right. or any of these other places. And it just like clogs up my email inbox and mm -hmm. then I end up getting a bunch of other junk too. Yeah. But, um, but somehow over the last few years, I've ended up with all of these different email addresses too. Like, an email address for my writing and an email address for my writing website. And then I, and then at some point, like a year or two ago, I decided, okay, I just need like my own like personal email address to get rid of all of these other things. So I have that personal email address that really is just, I mean, nobody knows it except for like, you know, the, the old Navy and all of those people, you know, so right. it's a way to, to root out, I don't know, dumb email, but I, I was just thinking like, do you think there's anybody out there who has like, like what, I don't know what the oldest email address that anybody is still using is like, there's gotta be somebody that has like a 25 year old email address. Oh yeah. Easily. I think, I mean, there's a person out there with an AOL email still probably, but it m might not be. AOL now. I don't even know if uh, they're out there still. Well, my my daughter actually has an AOL email address. Oh, okay. There you go. But she she actually has the email address that her mom had, mm -hmm. like the late 90s and early 2000s, and mm -hmm. then she got rid of it, and then my daughter picked it up like years later. Hmm like AOL had shut it down and like rebooted it or whatever. So right. it's, it's her name and the email right. address. So. Right. I have, I have this one and then I have a, another one that I give out to people, but not to anything else. Right. Yeah. That one has very little spam in it, but do you, do you rem remember when I, worked at that auditing job and yeah. you and I would email like all day. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I told you or probably around like 2005, one of my friends worked in IT and he gave me a heads up that they were like keeping an eye on my email because I was getting way more than everybody else. <laughs> it was <laughs> because there was all of us talking. Yeah. Because there were like the <laughs> there were like four or five of us that would just shoot emails back and forth. Right. Right. And I mean this was you no know, pre pre cell phone texting and oh yeah. Um we did have Messenger, but um, like AOL Messenger, but but email was just way easier. So yeah, yeah. So I uh, now when he gave me the heads up is I think when I 
started to to use this email more often so yeah so yeah well <laughs> my uh my computer at work crashed in october of 2018 mm -hmm. and it, it was backed up but it couldn't be fully restored and one of the things the the biggest thing that it lost the most important thing that it lost was all of those emails that mm. we changed like all that i mean i had emails on there that were 15 years old that were just saved on the computer that aren't you know they can't be saved in the, on the server um and it would be so funny because i'd look up you know certain like words that just like even related to work i would just do like a search and like the number one result would be like some conversation you and i had from like 2004 or something you know right. it, it was just cool to have that stuff like come up and be like oh yeah i remember talking about that the the fun ones were when you and i would like go back and forth and talk about like what the cubs should do in the off season like oh they should get this guy they should go get this guy and then we can see like 10 years later how it played out well, we would always do our picks. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Our preseason picks, yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't always do so hot on those. Yeah, I know. We would always usually pick. I, we were close. No. Yeah, sometimes. One or two years. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. How, how are you... Uh, What's what's your whole feeling on the? I know your work schedule hasn't changed much, and right, your so that isn't. But like, what's your overall feeling about your your personal situation now with like social distancing and isolation and things? Like, is it wearing on you? Um, not not really. Okay, so I'm. It's kind of unique. Okay, where I'm, uh, I'm still working, and I'm still out driving around, right? How house to house, and so n nothing much has changed. Right. And then Emily works from home, and she's working really like you no, know, like eight to six or nine to six. Right. So her her work routine hasn't hasn't changed either and then you know i, th I think i've mentioned on the phone before or, or phone what the fuck am i talking about uh, on the on the podcast before how um you know the you know uh i uh, do have a lot of like outlets like hobbies so right i mean i'm i'm just doing more more of those outlets and hobbies like by the time this is all finished i'm gonna be like eddie van halen i mean i like i went from playing guitar about an you know roughly you know i tried to play about an hour per day uh i usually get in uh five to six days a week now now it's turning into like three hours a day, nice. seven days a week. So, yeah. so I mean that's awesome. But and then as far as the big changes is is, is uh, just like socially, really. Right. I mean like not being able to hang out with people and 
but you know, I miss people. But I yeah. mean, it's it, I, I, part of me is um, in this mindset of I mean, this is a necessity. People have people have a way worse than I do. If the worst thing is that my social calendar takes a hit, it's fine. So right. that's kind of kind of my attitude, sort of. So so I guess in a long winded way, I could have just told you I don't I don't really think about it. I try not to. Um, yeah. You no, know, I'm kind of more focused on you know, finding out what's happening with other people. I mean, because I think because my access to the outside world kind of hasn't, hasn't really changed that much. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's impacting me the same. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you? Well, I, um, kind of like mixed really because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still you know I, i've been so busy you know mo- moving into the new place and getting right. settled here and but also working from home and like i've really just discovered that like i don't ever have to go back to work as in as in you don't need your job or you can do your job from home well no i need my job right. i need <laughs> income but i don't i don't miss like driving to work i don't miss being at work with other people like no offense co-workers but like I, I don't miss like being in an office. It doesn't feel like really easier to me being in an office because most of the stuff I do is by email anyway. You know, like mm-hmm. in, I go to the office to check my email and half the time I'm there, I'm thinking like, why am I here anyway? You know, mm-hmm. like everything I do is by email. Right. So, um, I mean, yeah, I need my job. I need to work. But right. <laughs> as far as like if if I if they were like, hey, do you just want to work from home all the time? I'd be like, hell yeah, I do. Oh, yeah home all the time and like if i could design a life it would be this like being able to work at home get my work done and still like be able to okay if i need five minutes to go get something to eat or you know i took like 20 minutes today and went outside went and my son and i went out and played catch for like 20 minutes. Okay. Like I can take 20 minutes. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and like the kids have e-learning, which, you know, I, I, I understand that's a struggle for a lot of parents, but my kids are old enough that they're pretty much self-sufficient on it. The only thing about it is that they don't seem to be getting a ton of work. So I don't know how good of a substitute it is, but I mean, everybody's just doing the best they can, you know, I don't know how, teachers are supposed to teach over e-learning really, you know, so it's, there's like no one to blame. It's just kind of what it is. Right. I like, my hopes are, it's kind of like, kind of look at it. So I'm, I'm not trying to compare life with baseball, but you know, baseball is is talking of, of um, changing things for the upcoming year, whether it's a short year, like changing rules. But right, 
with the view that it's a one-off year. I mean, it's right. Yeah. Anything ha- and hopefully people can kind of take that view with like this, you know, e e e uh, learning. It's no, not optimal, but it's a one-off. It's right. just yeah. for this year, hopefully, and it's just a short time period, and then not get too frazzled. Although I have to put it out there, I don't, I don't have kids. People that know me know that. So I mean, I mean, I'm right. probably not the best person to be talking about this, but kind of keep that viewpoint of. No, it's not optimal, but it's just a short time period. It's right. Yeah. And the other thing that I the, the other thing that I think about this about in like it, this is this is coming from a, a a position of privilege because I have a job. I don't have to worry. My job's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. I don't have those concerns, so I can think of it this way. But like, it's if you think of it as kind of an adventure, mm-hmm. you know, like. This is something, you know, most people wouldn't have chosen for this to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you and your loved ones are well, and you don't have to worry about your job and your income and all of that, like, it's really just kind of a life defining adventure that my kids are always going to look back on and be like, do you remember that time we had five months off of school? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Do you remember the time when we just had to do like three hours a day of schoolwork, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it, in, in that way, it's just kind of like, um, I don't want to say, like, I, I, I don't want to minimize the, I don't want to minimize the experience at all. Like how, you know, horrible, it is just worldwide, but like just a micro level, like on a, on a very personal, like separated from everything level. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, this is what's going on now. So. Right. And you know, one of the things it's just like a, um, it's just like any health issue or personal issue. It's a case by case basis. Right. And it impacts us all differently. And no, I don't, I don't think you know you're you're putting it into perspective for yourself and you're trying to look at this positively. I mean there's Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So so as a parent asking you so so I listen to sports radio blah 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 and and a lot of the people I listen to are are our age and a, uh, and a little bit older, and a few of them are are uh, bitching how how they have to help their kids with homework. They're yeah. complaining. So, in yeah. so, <laughs> which kind of baffled me, sort of, because I felt like, well, shoot, like are you not helping them out when when this shit isn't going on? Are are you just <laughs> right. saying okay, it's the teacher's job, it's not my job at all to Yeah. So I always what do I you always, do usually? I mean I'm well, like interested to uh, find out what other other parents are doing like are they pissed off or 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 are they just like, hey, this is part of it and we'll help out best we can because there's there's one dude that like went on this big tirade last 
week before like schools are called off the rest of the year, he he was crying how you know they better get back in school because he he can't handle this like yeah. not his job. And I was like, holy, right. I don't know that that just sounded odd. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, some parents just have a distorted point of view about what teachers, what's the responsibility of teachers mm-hmm. and what's the responsibility of parents. Right. And yes, teachers should teach your child, but teachers are teaching 20 or 25 or 30 kids in a classroom. And if they can't, if a child is struggling, they can get help at school, but some of that just has to be done at home. And especially like if it's, you know, if my kid's doing homework, I'm not going to say, no, I'm not going to help you. That's the teacher's job. You know, like you're a parent. Part of your job as a parent is to help your kid grow. Part of your part of growing is learning. And, you know, if you don't understand things, then help them, you know. And I mean, I, I understand it can get difficult. Like, you know, if you're talking about, you know, high school math or something, you know, where like somebody might not have had that for three or four decades or whatever and might not remember that stuff that i i can understand the frustration of it Mm -hmm. but a lot of stuff like even if you don't know the answer like chances are you can work through it with them and figure it out you know and just to be but again you know i'm i'm talking from a perspective of privilege of having time to do that or being in a position to make time to do that i don't have to work you know, 15 hours a day or whatever, every single day or so. um, Right. Well, well, this particular radio host works like three hours a day. So I just think, I just think in general, the whole idea that, you know, every, that a child's education is always the, is just the responsibility of the teacher. It's just ridiculous. And like your, your kid, even before your kid gets to school, your kid's going to be much better off if you're doing stuff with them. You know, if your kid can go to school, you know, writing his name or learning, you know, recognizing her, all of her letters and all of that. Right. Stuff, it's just going to make it easier. Right. And if you take the, the, the perspective that, oh, they'll learn that in school. Well, your kid's behind and right. your kid's going to struggle for a long time now. So. Well, right. One of the like, common things I've heard, like, not just through radio, but just listening to people is math, like helping yeah. out with math. And I've heard that, you no know, math is not like when we had it, I, like, division isn't just division and like solving a problem. There's all these weird new ways. And, and I, I have no clue. Yeah. At, at least at, at my kid's school, that has changed. For my older daughter, who's 22 now, they were they were doing math in weirdly different ways. Okay, but like your younger kids, are they learning it how we learned it? Pretty much. Oh, really? I mean, there, okay. There's a few different techniques, but like when, when I've helped them with math recently, it's, you know, it's pretty much what I'm used to seeing. And okay. um, to me, the biggest pain in the ass is that they do most of their math on iPads now. So they're like, they're writing with their finger. They're doing math problems with their finger. So they, they're constantly like zooming in and out on the screen, which takes forever. 
yeah something like it's just much easier just to write it on a piece of paper right technology doesn't mean that it's easier it just means it's more technological or whatever you know and i always i always ask my son like why can't you just write that on a piece of paper but he doesn't even know the difference because he's just always done it on the ipad but i'm just like you know it would take you half the time if you could just write that with a pen (laughs) but um but yeah i mean i can but even you know even with the traditional math um you know my 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 son's in ninth grade the other day or he's in ninth grade and the other day he was doing he's in geometry and he's like um he asked me he's like do you remember the the formula for the volume of a cylinder and he asked me that and i was like well is it uh pi r squared times the height and he's like yeah it is (laughs) i was like i I don't know how I know that. Remember that. Well, I mean, pi r squared is the area of a circle, and a cylinder is just a stack of circles, so it's just pi r squared. You know, this the area of a circle times the height. And but I wasn't really sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just kind of like thought through it and figured it out. And and when he found the answer, he was like, "Oh, okay." I I think he was kind of surprised that I knew it, and I I mean, I was kind of surprised that I knew it too. But like, I don't think that it's reasonable to expect parents to know that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, at, the, but at the same time, like the kid can figure it out, you know? Right. I mean, that he would have been, a, you, you can find that somewhere, even, right. if, even if it is just going to the internet, you know? So, right. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I understand parent parental frustration with it, um, but to me, it's just kind of part of being, being a parent. You just kind of have to suck it up and do it. And if, if nothing else, like maybe it will make us value teachers more. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it is, it's interesting to be, be an outsider that's observing on that um, right area. Just, um, just to see like what people are doing and different reactions and, Right. Yeah. Yeah. What All are you right. drinking? Um, I am drinking beer. Revol- Revolution Brewing Antihero. Oh yeah, Antihero. Okay. What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking basically French Scotch. It's um, Brenna. It's a uh, French single malt whiskey aged cognac barrels and i say french scotch because it's single malt barley which is what scotch is but they can't call it scotch because it was asian france so um but it's really good it's um uh there's a sweetness to it that's not typically found in scotch but the cognac barrels really give a smoothness to it and uh i would recommend anybody around here um they would find it actually at triangle liquors and valpo oh okay yeah um it's really good it's worth right. it and, it, and it's not off the charts expensive it's uh in the medium range you'll right. be happy with it what what is it brenna yeah 
Okay. B R E N N E, and I may be pronouncing that wrong, but uh, I'm not French, and that's how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll check. I I was gonna go. I was looking again tonight for something to drink, and mm-hmm. I just I like I had so much to buy because I'm you know I wanted to I wanted to I've been I've cooked I cooked last night and the night before, but I haven't. I'm just cooking stuff like buying ingredients for one day and cooking it. And like the kids were over last night and I wanted to make baked beans and I didn't even have a can opener. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I can't make baked beans. I had to get a can opener tonight. And so just by the time I was done getting all of the stuff I needed, I was just like, I don't have the energy to freaking figure out what I want to drink. So I just got the revolution anti-hero and nice. I haven't had this in a long time. It's good though. It is. So, I, think I had it on tap at Brewfest a few times, and it's really good. It is. So I was. I think I was at Meyer a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure Meyer, and they had baked beans, but it was from Dr Pepper. Yeah. Have you? So, yeah, have you my had kids those love, before? Yeah, my kids love baked beans. Okay, I got the Dr Pepper ones like last summer, maybe. Okay, and they wouldn't eat it. They they hated it. I was Did all gung ho. Huh? I no, I didn't taste them. Oh, okay, I was all gung ho. I was like, oh, these are going to be good, and you know, they're they're all. I I'll eat them sometimes. I mean, I don't not like them, but I don't. They love them, and um. I just didn't eat them and they were like, these aren't good. And I was just like, oh, whatever, yeah. don't eat them. Huh. So they're just, they're just the, you know, they want Bush's original baked beans. Like yeah. I bought the maple or the, I don't know, something one time and they didn't even like those. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going with what I know you guys like now. So I'm not wasting this stuff. <laughs> so this Sunday is Easter. It is. The, the Easter bunny was outside of, you know, nobody can go see the Easter bunny, but the Easter bunny was outside of the Munster town hall today, just waving to people as they drive by. So does that, okay. So does that make it sad or does that make it cool that they're still trying something? Well, I think it's probably cool that they're still trying something because the Easter Bunny can be pretty damn terrifying sometimes. I mean, we've, my kids have gone to see the Easter Bunny at Albany's Candy Uh a few times. And they have a new one the past couple of years, but in previous years, the Easter Bunny they had was quite frightening. Like just the, I mean... I, I don't I don't know where they found that Easter bunny, but he was just not Was it the there. person or the costume? What do you mean costume? There's no costume. We have the little kids that listen to this podcast know there's no costume. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. But the the Easter bunny was just scary. He had a makeover since then or something. I don't know. But his <laughs> eyes were weird. I don't know. I I just remember was taking my coke? kids a few times. Huh? Was he on coke? <laughs> he, 
you had to get we've had like three episodes without any coke or crack. well i mean you mentioned weird eyes and i thought hey <laughs> the easter bunny's doing coke yeah yeah um i, I it like I a gunny darko easter bunny <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, the Easter Bunny would definitely do crack, though, because right. it would be like that crystallized stuff, you know, because although pixie sticks, you know, that could be an Easter thing. Did you ever snort pixie sticks? I, I did, and I'll tell you when. So my friend Becky, um, uh, her wedding, I believe, was in 2000. 2012 2011 and um uh they had at the uh back then i hadn't seen this ever they had you know the dinner part cake and then later on they had this candy table and i mean it it was like my kind of candy it was like hard candy it's uh it kicked ass and they had pixie sticks and there was alcohol at this wedding obviously and uh, and i snorted a bunch of pixie sticks and and the next day i was still blowing my nose there was still blue coming out of my nose <laughs> i i think it's so awesome that you said i'll tell you when because when you said that i thought Okay, we're going back to like 1987. Oh, no, no, no. no. You're like, no, too, because I remember doing it in like fifth grade at Central Elementary. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, putting it on a tray and like snorting it or, or putting it in your hand and snorting it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is pretty recent. No, relatively. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, you know, I, I don't, it didn't do anything for you, obviously. Other than give you snot the next day. No, I mean, it burned. And yeah. then I had blues not until next day. <laughs> well, as you know, this Sunday is Easter. Do you know how they they, uh, they calculate when Easter... Because Easter changes every year. It does. You know, sometimes it's on my birthday. Sometimes I it's probably it, been on your birthday before, right? Yes. Yes. I, I think it's based on the moon, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. the first... It's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the first day of spring. So, which essentially means it can never be later than like March 21st or 22nd and it, or never be earlier than that. And it can never be later than like April, like 23rd or something, 25th, something like that. Um, but it, it just always strikes me as interesting that like this deeply religious holiday, you know, mm-hmm. marking the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ is based on the phases of the moon. I don't know. It's just interesting to me, I thought. Yeah. That, I don't, that, did they, why did the moon become a factor in it? Like when... I, I, I read this article tonight about about how Passover, which is a Jewish holiday, and Easter, which is a Christian holiday, and they're both based on the moon, but they're based on different calendars. And um, 
why i don't i don't know but it's been that way for like you know it in like the year 300 they changed the they changed one of the calculations or something and like the passover calculation has to change every few years because the jewish calendar isn't on the right like timeline is the lunar calendar or i i don't know there's a bunch to it but like i have no idea why it's tied to the moon it's I don't know. The other mystery is like why two of the like non-religious symbols of Easter are the Easter bunny mm-hmm. and eggs. Hey, like man, eggs what about ham? Huh? And ham? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I don't... The egg the Easter bunny eat bunnies don't lay eggs. Right. I mean, it's funny how. Easter, the like holiday concept of, of, of rabbits and eggs have been yeah. there for who knows how long. I have never researched why. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's. Um, I was like. Probably in this probably says something about my my uh, patently unreligious upbringing, but like I was a teenager before I even knew Easter had a religious meeting meaning. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Like I had no idea it was a religious holiday to me. It was like the Easter bunnies bringing candy and hiding, hiding, it. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were fellow heathens also, but I knew it m- meant something not because we were religious at all. We were like, you guys, I just knew that they played the Ten Commandments on ABC like every Easter. So I was just like, okay, I think there's there's an association here. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's and and we had neighbors that were Catholic, and mm-hmm. you know when I was like maybe like ten years old, I kind of like asked them and kind of like figured it out. Yeah. Well, um, the 10 commandments that when I, I worked at the video store in 1999 and the 10, we had the 10 commandments on a double VHS tape. And I remember like the week before Easter, we had people like coming in and putting a hold on it. Like, when's it going to come back in? When's it going to come back? I'm like, it's, I can't believe this is in such demand because that's not a short movie. No. It's not like, you know, uh, I don't know, some popular, like, you know, uh, Marvel movie that's going to be, you know, I I don't know. It just surprised me that people would set aside, let's see, how, how long is this movie? Um, hours and hours to watch it cecil b demille yeah three hours and 40 minutes good lord that's a long movie and like if you're watching it you probably already know it's a you probably already know the plot right it's not a not a mystery uh i don't know charlton heston was in that one too he was in uh ben-hur Mm-hmm. I, I watched is that AFI top 100 list and that's like a three hour long movie you can you can skip it it's not worth it Ben Hurt we had to watch that in uh, 
Latin class, I think. Oh, did you? Yeah. I think so I didn't pay attention to it. The like yeah. only Charles Charlton Heston movie I've like actually watched is Planet of the Apes. You damn dirty ape! <laughs> you, you damn dirty ape! <laughs> I, I've never even seen it. I just like I can't. I can't take Charlton Heston seriously for quite a few reasons, but just that line from that movie. Right. Is one of them. I thought that like, don't people make fun of those like apes and how they look? I thought they looked great. Like, yeah, they look like really good ape humanoids. Like they, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, what movie? I watched another movie on the, is it 2001 a space odyssey maybe that had i have apes never the, uh, it I has apes at the beginning i don't know i, I haven't can't. seen it ever god what a what a piece of shit movie that is <laughs> sorry sci-fi fans but i that, i should go through that afi top 100 list and review all those movies on a future podcast and just give like two word reviews and <laughs> that, that would get the three word shitty ass movie review. And the only movie on the list so far that is, that was worse than that was um, Blade Runner. The Blade Runner. I had to watch in freshman year English at VU because we read do android dream do androids dream of electric sheep which yeah. i didn't read and then i yeah. followed it up by not watching the movie so well, be thankful that you have those two hours of your life that you didn't waste for that movie <laughs> that's that was one of those i was just watching and i was i was like that I must be missing the part of my brain that understands this or that appreciates this because I just cannot get into it. Sometimes I think maybe I'll go back and watch it. And then I'm like, there's 40,000 other movies I haven't seen. Why would I go watch some piece of crap? again? Well, you don't really like sci-fi, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't either. I'm not a huge sci-fi person. I like some, I guess like, futuristic movies and i know people are well it's not the same and no i don't no i don't think those movies are sci-fi but there's something about it that i i didn't watch the jetsons for the same fucking reason (laughs) i thought the the fucking goddamn jetsons were were like sci-fi and i didn't like it but like, you know, I, I say I don't like sci-fi and I, you know, I, I don't read sci-fi and I don't, you know, I usually make it a point to stay away from sci-fi movies. But I did watch Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio, like nope. how many years ago that was. All right. And that was kind of a sci-fi movie and I freaking loved it, man. I, it, it's, it's a very difficult movie to understand, um, but I freaking loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I haven't seen. But like, it. do you consider Star Wars sci-fi? I was just about to ask that, and I don't, I don't know if it would be interesting to see what like sci-fi fans 
um, categorize Star Wars as if it's yeah. more like fantasy or sci-fi right. and what yeah. the like justifications are. I mean, to me, it, it kind of leans a little sci-fi, but I don't... I don't know if it does because there's magic in it. And and I'm using magic as a loose term. I don't know what to call the fucking force or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, are I you just, a Star Wars fan? Um So, you bring up an interesting question. So, I don't like not like it and i don't pay attention to it either i you know i watched um i think return of the jedi my mom took us to see that in the theaters like back in i don't know 84 whenever it fucking came out 83 right. and what i took as as a five or six year old kid that there were these little bears in it Ewok and they were really cute yeah <laughs> and that so that's all I knew and at some point as a child I uh, I watched I think it's Empire Strikes Back wherever Han Solo is like frozen in that fucking carbon base whatever it is yeah. So, so I must have seen that scene somehow because I got so pissed off that they froze Indiana Jones. That's <laughs> what I took out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I had all these like really hazy memories of watching each one to the point where I forgot what all happened. Okay. Right. So, I don't know, like seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, they were running the first three or the middle three, however they right. want to categorize it, the new journey, whatever the hell it's called. And I recorded all of them and watched them all, and I was rooting for a Luke and Leia hookup. <laughs> because I had no clue or recollection that that shouldn't have happened. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he's putting the moves on her, blah, blah, blah. And they're fucking brother and sister. So. Oh, they are? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I was like, why shouldn't that have happened? Oh, right. okay. So, yeah. So, in. I watched all of them and I took away that, that I, you know, I enjoyed it. But I wasn't like hooked, and I uh, and I know people that are hooked, and it like changed their lives in some way, and I think that's awesome. But but I don't. Um, um, I really like the artistry, the yeah, the, uh, mechanical puppets, what have you, and you know, I thought that was awesome, but. But what I don't ever understand is the the hardcore people, okay, like fucking hardcore, like dress up for the premieres, 
wait in yeah. line for four days, whatever. They will watch the new ones and they will be so pissed off afterwards. Bitching yeah. about it, hating it. But then they'll go to the next one and the next right. one and the next one and the next one. It, it, and it just makes me wonder, are so... So if you hate the six new ones, why don't you just stick with the three originals and not even pay attention to the new shit? Right, yeah. Why do you keep going and go through this huge, huge, um, not performance, but this huge, uh, whatever. I don't know what fucking word... This Brenna Scotch is doing a <laughs> doing the job on me. I can't find certain words. Uh, it, why go through all that waiting and all that effort for something you know you'll hate? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I can I can understand watching that like. Natalie Portman one in 2000. That was the first new one in what, like 16 years? Right. You go to it. I have uh, heard nothing but horrible things. Uh, I've been told not to watch it by multiple hardcore fans. But then they go to watch the follow-up. Then the third follow-up. Then these most recent ones where Harrison Ford's like 96 years old and they hate those two. Yeah. I don't well, get it. My, my whole thing, like I think the people who are really into it, it's, it's, it probably says more about them than it does about the movies. And it's some connection that they have with them from their childhood, you know, the same way that like, I'm so connected to back to the future or the karate kid or something like that. And, you know, they saw it when they were a kid and they really connected with it. And now to see new movies, mm-hmm. like, there's no way that they're going to measure up to what those other movies were because they're different people now. They're they're adults now. They're not kids. And you for them to be as good, you would ha- they would have to go back to their childhood and see them in their childhood, I think. Well, I think, yes, I hear you. But with how, like, movies are today and the writing and the acting, I think they can make them just as good. But I hear, like, the main complaint I hear is the, like, background stories. The, like, stories are really flimsy or, like, not realistic or whatever. And so, I mean, okay, so... I saw, um, uh, I, I am a huge Indiana Jones fan. Okay. Uh And I watched that crystal skulls piece of shit. (laughs) It is seriously one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like they fucking like Harrison Ford just, just said, okay, what are you fucking paying me? I'm fucking 75 years old. Just pay me and I'll show up. And yeah. I have no clue if 
George Lucas or Steven Spielberg, one of those stupid assholes, and he had any hand in it, but it was a piece of shit. Okay? So, because of that, I will never, ever, ever, even if they have a new Indiana Jones actor, go see a new one. Right. Because it's a fucking piece of shit. So... So if they put shit out and I see one of them, like, I'm not going to keep watching them. But with, like, yeah. Star Wars, people – maybe it's just the the um, the allegiance to the franchise, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I do that with bands, too. I mean, with music, if – you know, if an artist that I'm really into, like, puts out, they have to have a pretty long career also. If they put out, like, two crappy albums in a row, I'm kind of checked out. Like, I'm like, right. you yeah. fucking totally lost it. I'm out of here. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Getting back to the movies, it's a good thing that Rambo has never let you down. So... I haven't watched the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about watching it, but never went. Yeah. Um, but that actually never let me down. <laughs> I remember going, we went to see that last one in like 2006 or something. Right. And I just remember being shocked. It, how packed that theater was <laughs> and like do you Rambo. remember when the just the title came up and all these dudes started cheering so you were all these dudes you <laughs> <laughs> like Ram, they i wanted to blame the other dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was the famous line from that movie when you're pushed, killing's as easy as breathing. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> and that that was that movie was it was like seventy eight minutes or something. Like it was such a short movie, right? And it was. I also like there were scenes in that movie of people's like heads getting cut off or exploded or something, and I just remember thinking like. I want to I want to get this on DVD and watch it in slow mode to see if I can tell that that's a fake head before it explodes. <laughs> I never did though. I, I haven't seen it since we watched it in the theater that night. Sadly. All right. Well, um, we've probably alienated every Star Wars fan ever. Well, no, I think we're were objective i i just i'm curious as to why you know yeah. i, I there there have been six new no i'm saying new i'm counting the 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 2000 to right. whatever yeah no those are new okay i have never met a star wars fan that likes any of those movies yeah so why do you keep going they're 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 obviously 
doing it for the cash. I mean, yeah, they don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I mean, I, I saw the first one again on this part of that AFI list a couple of years ago, and it was the first time that I had seen it since I was a kid. And it was good. I, I liked it. Um, but I didn't like it enough to watch the second one or the third one. And like, I, I totally get why people like, and it totally makes sense why, you know, somebody would like it. And, you know, I, I have movies that I like to show to my kids and be like, Oh, you got, you know, like I was so excited to show my kids the karate kid a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. back to the future and back to the future two and the Goonies. Um, so I, I totally understand like the excitement of showing that to your kids and, and, um, you know, wanting to see, I, I guess it's just, it, like everybody probably has their own picture of what the following movie should be. And it's not, unless you're making the movie, you're not going to, you're not going to be satisfied because there's no way that somebody's going to capture your vision of it, you know? So it's just going to be a letdown. I think. What are, so when I, I, when I think of my good sequels, I think of Karate Kid 1 and 2. The third one I really like, but no, people, people aren't into it. Back to the Future 1 and 2. The third one I've seen almost all of, but I'm just not like a like a Wild West type person. So yeah. I kind of half-heartedly watched that one. Um, the Rockies one through four, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Rambo, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Like, um, and some early like. Well, like horror also i i think the yeah. like first two halloweens are good the third one was like something else yeah the first three um uh oh my god nightmare and elm street movies are good yeah um, and at the other end of the spectrum I, have you watched any of the toy story movies no man i mean when it, man. so so I put so, so years ago, years ago. I'm talking after the last like new animated movie, and I don't know if they even call them that. Fucking cartoons, but like last Disney or Pixar movie I watched was Finding Nemo, and yeah, and I had watched Shrek. Ice uh-huh. Age, Finding Nemo, uh, and there's one more thing, and and I got tired of the formula of there's this kind of like loser outcast character, he's fucking shunned somehow, then he finds outcast friends and they solve a problem yeah. and shit's good. I, I just got yeah. fucking tired of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's understandable. I mean, the, the toy story movies, I think part of it for me is just that I relate it to my kids so much and it was such a big part of all of their childhoods, but like 
Toy Story 1, I loved. Toy Story 2, I loved. I saw Toy Story 3 on Father's Day in 2010 mm-hmm. and like cried in the theater and thought, like, there's no way any movie can be better than this. Like, will ever move me more than this movie. And, like, and then last year, Toy Story 4 came out. And when I saw it in the theater, I was like, okay, this is good, but it's, like, my least favorite of the four of them. But then I just watched it again a couple months ago, and I I don't know what I was like. It's freaking great. Okay. Like, I don't even know if it's. It might. I don't want to say it's my favorite, but it's. I mean, it's really good. And just the fact that they've been able to make four movies that are. I mean, you asked me four different days what my favorite one is, and I'll probably give you a different answer. Right. Like they're, they're all just phenomenal. And the fact that they're able to produce those like that is just remarkable to me with like no decrease in quality at all. It is just great. And each story is a little bit different with the same characters, but they're examining like different issues. And like my problem with the fourth one was with the ending. And I was like, no, he would have never done that. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like the evolution of the character, it kind of makes sense. So I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. Check them out. Check them out all four. Would you have watched them if you didn't have kids? No, I didn't watch them until I had kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I, that's part of the one of the reasons why I don't watch them. I mean, I don't. Yeah. It, it it's funny because when it comes to to animation, I'm very get off my lawn. <laughs> right. Very get off my lawn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, the Toy Story, like part of the reason that I love Toy Story so much is because I identify it with my kids. So right. And like right now, I'm I'm sitting in my room. I'm sitting on the floor with my desk lowered and I'm looking at this picture of me with my three oldest kids from Disney world, standing next to a wall that says to infinity and beyond, Mm -hmm. which is the Buzz Lightyear saying from the all-star movie resort in Disney world. And like, it's just such a part of my kids' childhood. Right. Um, And you know, that's part of the reason, but even I I would like to think even if I didn't have kids, I would, I would like it. But like prior to having kids, my biggest memory of Toy Story, I had never seen the movies, was me, you, Dave, maybe Mike camping. Oh, yeah. And and sacrificing Buzz on a campfire, right? Yeah. Uh Like hiding something and burned him. And he's like burning up and he's like, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, to the rescue, to the rescue. (laughs) Like while he's melting. Right. Why did we even have that? I don't know. I th- I think it was one of the. I think it was a thing between Mike and Dave, possibly, where they got it at like through like a Burger King prize or something. I don't know. I yeah. Yeah. But that's when we <laughs> unrolled the tent and found a fucking rifle wrapped up in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that same trip. 
funny. Like, Holy shit, what's this fucking gun doing in there? <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad news. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, let me see here. Oh, you know what? Before we go, there's one other thing that I want to talk about. Absolutely. This idea. So I read this article today about rituals. Okay. Killing or just like rituals in general? Just like that. One of the ways I should have brought this up before when we were talking about how we feel about this whole isolation thing. One of the ways to make it through difficult times is rituals. Mm hmm. And it said, like, right now is a great time to concentrate on the rituals that you have because we're so out of, like, so many things are beyond our our control right now. But, like, having a ritual makes you feel like you have control again. So, like, you can't control whether you're going to work. You can't control whether you're going outside. You can't control whether you can see your friends. But, like, you can control how you make your breakfast in the morning. Or one of the things they said, like, one of the examples they gave was, like, this woman whose husband died. And, like, she obviously couldn't do anything about his death. But, like, it made her feel better to wash his car every week like he did. So this ritual of, like, setting up the car to be washed and doing it in the exact way that, that he did. And... Like, it was just a way for her to reestablish control. And it it said it helps, like, calm anxiety and relieve pressure. And, like, it just makes you feel better. So, like, do you have, do you, is there anything that you would call a ritual that you do on a consistent basis? Like, I was thinking, like, this, the way that, that I have set up for this podcast since we've done it remotely is a ritual for me. Like, I get my monitor set up or my, my laptop set up. I connect the microphone i go and get my drink i come back i make sure everything's open that i need i'm i'm test the microphone like it's all very like established in how i not just routine but like a ritual to like get ready to do it um yeah is there anything that you've done like that or uh i won't i When it comes to the podcast, I guess there's a ritual. I So one would think I would get my laptop out at 9.15, turn it on, get ready, load up the email, accept the invite. But my ritual is to wait till 9.29, get the laptop out, and then find out that all this shit can go wrong after, like, earlier i mean i right. you know i thought i turned it on i walked away and it wasn't as, so i mean that's kind of my rituals are chaos usually yeah. but um i'm trying to think i think i do rituals but i don't th- i don't think about it yeah maybe they're so ingrained at this point i think so because like like I said earlier, I think I have maybe, you know, I'm fortunate in that I don't think like a lot has changed for me. Right. So, I mean, I, th- I think the things I'm doing on a daily basis 
could be seen as ritual, but at this time, they're, to me, ha- like, habits I do all the time. Right. So, but I do think, like, even the way that you make cocktails can be a ritual. I, I experienced that just in the little bit that I did it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I looked at it like that, that would be rich. Yeah. Yeah. Ritual. And, like, you know, I, I always thought, oh, if I got to work from home, it'd be so great. Like, just be able to, like, sleep in and then wake up and just get to work. And But, like, that's not what I do. I, I wake up and like I have I, I have found over the past week or so that like those first just from not sleeping very well, like getting used to sleeping here, those first couple hours of the day are great creative hours, mm-hmm. like a, a ton of, of creative stuff done. And so then like I do that and, but then like before I start my work, work day, I have to take a shower and like act like I'm going to work. Right. And it's very like, okay, at, at 8.07 or 8.09, like, okay, I stop what I'm doing and then I go and I shower and act like I'm going to work and I'm at the computer by 8.30. And it feels very ritualistic Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, this is the end of the morning time and now it's the work time and you know, um, I don't know. It, it, it like kind of a, 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 um, a transition from, you know, the free time into the like committed work time. Right. I had, I had read, uh, that if you're working from home, it's like helpful if you like shower and dress like you're heading to work. Right. Because it like keeps you, I don't you know, balance or whatever. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're just rolling on the bed in your underwear and like hopping on the right. computer. It gives you kind of, it, it, I don't know, keeps you from, I don't know. I can't remember the exact terminology, but it keeps you on that like routine in your, you'll like feel better. Right. And I think it defines boundaries, which I think are very important for like, you know, this is work life. This is home life. This is, this is how we do it. Um, I mean, I I get up and I shower. I don't dress like I'm going to work though. I I dress, but like, I just dug out all of these, all of this stuff from my storage unit. And I found like all these t-shirts I forgot I had. Mm -hmm. So I'm like throwing on a different Pearl Jam (laughs) t-shirt every day. and like I'm heck yeah I'm glad I can but like one of the things that I've been itching to do for a long time for weeks is make some bread and because I I love like baking and making bread and stuff and so tonight I was like all right I'm gonna make some bread so I finally found some flour at the store which was hard to come by and I my house smells like bread right now because it's been baking while we've been recording and I just took it out on that last pee break that I took. But um there like bread making to me is very ritualistic. Like adding things in a certain order and then just the idea of like kneading it and like I have a certain way that I knead it and fold it and like, you know, relax it and all of that stuff. So it was very like it felt like soothing just to be able to do that. So Right. I mean I 
guess if there's a ritual and I see it as a bad habit, actually, is, you know, in the last, like, three weeks, I pretty much, I, like, I'll have a bag of popcorn every night. And I say that that's a bad habit because it's, you know, the fucking movie theater butter popcorn and. Yeah. But it's so, so I don't. Is there a difference between a ritual and a habit? And can it be a not good ritual? Because I don't want to do this a lot longer because, no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, I guess a ritual is it, it more than just a hat. Like a ritual is meant to soothe you. Right. It's I mean, it's <laughs> fucking movie theater butter popcorn is soothing. Right. It is, it is soothing, but like, and I mean, you know, you and I have, a, have talked about this before and maybe we'll get into it one day on the podcast, but like it's soothing, but it's also anxiety, like inducing right. you know, for the, for the exact reason that you're saying you don't want to do it for a long time. This right. movie or butter popcorn and it's not just eating it. It's thinking about after you've eaten it and all of that bullshit, right. but like, um, but yeah. Notice the hypocrisy because I'm pretty much drinking every night and I'm not worried about that. I'm right, like, oh, right. oh, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> but the problem <laughs> right. is the well, healthy thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, we'll get into that another time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's calories. It's cal. That's the word. Calories. That's it the difference. It is. I think. No, I fall into this trap where my calorie control from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. is astounding. Right. But then it gives me this, like, cavalier attitude of, well, I mean, I haven't really had that much today. I can totally have a bottle of bourbon right now. (laughs) I mean, that entire bottle of bourbon is probably less than these three beers that I've had. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I haven't really. I don't want to know. That's why I'm glad they don't put calories on beer. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really ever looked at the caloric intake of alcohol. I know it's high. And yeah. uh, I mean, there's sugar in it, obviously, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we just don't eat during the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. It's fine. Oh, that's <laughs> it's fine. To- that's totally healthy. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. All right. Well, the next, we're not going to talk about it, but just it's it, the irony, not irony, coincidence strikes me that the next topic on my discussion list is candy bars. Oh, so, Yeah. We'll, I know you're what not even call a, it. You well, you you mentioned it earlier, and I forgot. Like you're not even a candy bar guy. You're a hard candy guy. So well, I mean, bar. actually, so I hate chocolate, but I love um, Snicker bars, Baby Ruth, and Butterfingers, and Paydays. 
All right. We'll continue this part of the conversation next time. Exactly. And what we will continue, as always, is consuming laying ice. Gallery-free laying ice. Yes. (laughs) While I've been sitting here enjoying this French scotch, usually I don't drink scotch with ice, just a little splash of water. But this isn't really like normal scotch, so so I kind of like a little bit of ice, and the only ice that is acceptable is Lang ice. So, as um, uh, as always, make your drink happy, make your mouth happy, Lang ice. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-mm. All right, man. That's it for this episode. Um, as part of my digging out of t-shirts, I just found an awesome t-shirt I'm going to send you a picture of in just a second. Awesome. For that. But uh, anyway, that's that's it. Uh, come back on Sunday for a very special Easter edition of More Later. I, I don't know. No, Monday. I'm sorry. Never mind. He There's is not- risen. There- <laughs> There's not going to be an episode Sunday, so don't check on Sunday. Yeah. Monday, Easter Monday, whatever that is. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll, uh, we'll check you out later.